Remember that? And then today we're going to continue in the book of Acts. Uh, we're going to read Acts chapter 1, verse 19 through 14 today. And uh, why don't you stand with me as we read this morning? It's titled, Jesus Ascends to Heaven. Now, when he had spoken these things, they, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. And they all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Dear Heavenly Father, as we go into your word today, let it be life to us. Let it come so alive, Father God, that we make it part of who we are today. Even the scriptures we're memorizing, God, let it grow in our hearts and our minds, Father God, that we'll not forget your word, but your word will be on the tip of our tongue, Father, that we could use your word, Father, to speak life into other people. We thank you for this time in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. It's good to see more of you here today, back out. I know a lot of people have been sick. Delanda's been sick the last couple of weeks, so... She's been home. Uh, uh, I know Luis Nunez has double pneumonia. He was diagnosed with that. And, and Dave Lillard was in the hospital. And David and Roberta McNaught, David McNaught, his blood pressure was 58 over 38 this week, you know. So, and then they diagnosed him with COVID. So, you know, they're on quarantine. They're not, he, not sick, she said, but, you know, they're being safe and staying home. So keep people in prayer. I know that Jerry... Um, Karsten, they moved into a, a rehab facility yesterday for a, a few days, so but she's doing better. Her oxygen levels are going up, so keep Jerry in prayer, you know. So a lot of people have been hit, a lot of people have been battling, a lot of people have been struggling, but we keep pressing, amen? We keep going forward, we keep moving, you know, and uh, I probably will never close the church, you know, so... <laughs> If you don't feel safe, don't come, okay? You can watch us online. And we thank you for those of you that are watching online today. We're glad to have you with us. It's good that you can join with us. But hey, can you imagine Elena standing there and watching Jesus ascend into heaven? Man, I'd probably just stand there and still just gaze and just keep looking and looking and Hey, stop pinching that kid. <laughs> He's just right on cue. Here we go. But, uh, you know, we have that assurance that one day, we have the assurance of heaven, amen, from the word of God that one day that when this body gives out or Jesus comes again, we're going to go there. We're going to ascend into heaven. But it's going to be in what? It's going to be the twinkling of an eye. It's going to be like, bam, there it goes. Where's Ron go? I hope it happens on a Sunday morning. 
<laughs> I, I do. You know, a lot of people have ideas about how, it, how it's going to be, but I just, I just know one thing. I was here and I'm going to be there. Amen. My spirit, whether my body goes with me, my spirit, I don't care. I'm going to be gone. Amen. And if you see me fall over one day, just leave me. <laughs> don't try to revive me. Don't pray me back. You know, you just, you're going to be with me. Amen. <laughs> but the one thing we can't count on is that Jesus is coming back again. Amen. We see it right here. He's coming. The same way that he left, he's coming again. Amen. But the people were standing there just gazing into heaven. And then two men dressed in white. I'm assuming angels. We good, Scott? Angels? We call them angels. I'm teaching hermeneutics. It's how to interpret the word of God. So I can't say anything wrong because my students will correct me. You know, So I got I to make sure I got it right. But they were angels. And then they asked this question. Why do you stand there gazing into heaven? Why do you stand there just looking up? And then they confirmed, Jesus is coming again. But as I read last two weeks ago, it's not for us to know when he's coming back. But he's coming. Amen? I mean, the signs of the times, you know, either America is just catching up with the rest of the world right now, because this is how the rest of the world is, or Jesus is coming. So who knows how long we're going to have to put up with all of it. So... But as I read this this week, the thought came to mind, we can't just come to church waiting for the Lord to come. We have to get busy, amen? And the, the first thing that they did was, number one today, they followed the Lord's instructions. They went back to Jerusalem to wait for the promise of the Father. And that's what God is calling us to do is to not just gaze into heaven, not just come to church and praise and worship and, and wait for him to come, but that we get active about doing while he is coming, right? You know, being filled with the Holy Spirit, that's the plan. I remember when I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember when so many of people in this church have gotten filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember when our, um, years ago, our children's pastor's husband, he was standing right here and and I was sitting way over there, and everybody had gone, but just a few of us were sitting over here, and somebody was praying for him to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he got filled with the Holy Spirit, started speaking in tongues, and he fell out under the power of God, and there was nobody there to catch him, man. He just, boom, fell on the floor. Old Tim, he fell out a couple of weeks ago on the floor, and I'm like, my hands were full. I had, you know, I had oil, a bottle of oil in my hand, and, and I'm, I'm trying to catch him with one hand. I'm like, well, oh, there he goes. Woo! Timber! <laughs> I figure if it's the Lord, you're going to be okay, huh? If you're faking it, woo, that's on you. People say, you know, why do, why do people fall in church? You know, when the presence of God gets so heavy on you at times, it's very hard to stand. And it just like knocks you out. Like I told you the story of the lady that I baptized one Sunday. She, she said she couldn't get her eyes wet. So I said, I'll dunk you to right here. I said, I'll just go straight down and we'll call it good. She said, okay. But when I got close, the Holy Spirit hit her and she fell to the bottom of the tank. I'm like, whoa. And I pulled her up. I said, I didn't do that, I swear. And then boom, she went again. I'm like, oh man. <coughs> Sometimes God's funny, huh? 
he knocked her down. And, and we just have to be ready to say, okay, God, if you want to knock me down, knock me down, right? You okay with God knocking you down? You're not sure? But we need to learn to follow his instructions. You know, things like loving him, expressing your love to him, loving each other. See, when God says love your neighbor, he doesn't mean love your neighbor the way you want. He means love your neighbor the way you love him. That's the idea. That you love people the way you love God. So the way you express to people is how you love God. Now think about how you express to people. And then see if that is good enough for God. Man, it got, it's just like, <laughs> quiet. <laughs> think about it. The way you love God is how he wants you to love your neighbor. And he wants it to grow from there. So it's not just a little bit, it's with your whole heart. He wants you to love him, amen? So he wants us to love our neighbor with our whole heart. Jesus loved the Father and he loved us with the same kind of love that he gave to the Father. And he laid down his life for each one of us, even though we didn't deserve it. I love the way Romans 5, 8 says it. He says, while you were yet sinners, Jesus died for you. So him even knowing the things that we would do the rebellious nature in us, how we would reject him, how we would do things in life, he still died. He still did it. He loves us so much. So we need to learn to love each other so much. Can I hear an amen? amen. One of the keys of the move of God amongst the people is, number two, being in one accord. Being in one accord. There's power when we're in agreement. Can I hear an amen? There's power when we're in agreement. So, Psalms 133, it says this, it says, blessed unity of the people of God. Behold how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. It's a commanded blessing when we're in unity. It brings life forevermore. It brings eternal life, amen, in Jesus Christ. That one day we will go and we will be with him. But God is calling the church, the body of Christ, to be in unity, amen, that we walk in unity together. Now, we may not agree on anything. How many of you agree with your husband and our wife on everything? I'm not one. Wow. All right. How many of you are still married? All right. <laughs> See? So <clears throat> we don't have to agree on everything in the sense that everything we say or do. I mean, Delon and I were talking about it yesterday. Like I said, we've been married almost 41 years. And she's like, I know it was God that put us together because we are so different. She said, I know it was God that had us meet because he has a plan for you and me together, but yet we are so far apart on the spectrum that, but we've had to learn to agree to disagree on things and let love abound. 
See, and that's what the church needs to do. You may not agree with everything I say, but that's okay. I'm not going to agree with everything you say. I want amen. <laughs> I won't. I won't agree with everything you say. But that's okay. We still have to what? We have to love each other, amen? But there's power when we come into agreement. It brings that anointing that flows. And when the anointing flows, it breaks the bondage on people, amen? It breaks that bondage of sickness, amen, of addictions. It breaks it. And that's where we've got to be as a church. We've got to be walking in unity. We may, Like I said, we may not agree on everything, but when we come together, we've got to agree on Jesus. Amen. We got to agree on what the word declares about Jesus, about who he is, what he's done and what he's done for us. We've got to agree on those things because if we're not in agreement, then there's a hindrance. And then that breaks a, a, a break. Just remember when the Israelites were in the wilderness, they just beat Jericho and God said, listen, everything at Jericho is an offering to me. Don't touch it. God said, don't take anything out of Jericho. That's mine. Then they went to Ai, and they're fighting in Ai, and they're losing. And they're like, why are we losing? Joshua's like, why are we losing? God, why are we losing? And the Lord said, there's sin in the camp. And he said, what do you mean? He said, somebody took what is mine from Jericho. Then they figured out who it was. And they didn't say, oh, you bad boy. You don't give that stuff back. No, they didn't do that. They killed him, his family, his donkey. They burned everything to a crisp because of the sin in the camp. That was the punishment for that. There was no like, oh man, come on, you need to come and repent. No, you're dead. It's pretty intense back then because God knows how when we come together, when there's people that are doing things outside of the Bible in the in the body of Christ, but coming off as a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, but yet not living according to his word, that there's division in the camp and we don't even know it. It's not a joke. It's pretty serious. As a body of Christ, we've got to come into agreement with Jesus and the word of God. You know, as the speaker said last week, when Jesus opens his mouth and speaks... We need to do it. We need to adhere to it. We need to drink it in and take it in and, and walk it out in our lives. Amen? Matthew, 20, Matthew 18, 19 and 20, it says this. It says, again, I say to you, if two believers on earth agree, that is, are of one mind, in harmony about anything they ask within the will of God, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where there are two or three gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, I am there among them. So we know, I mean, Liz, you called it out. His presence is here today, amen? Because there's two or three people that are in agreement today about what we were singing, about rejoicing, about the joy of the Lord. There's two or three people in agreement here today, and it brings his Holy Spirit here. And he says that when we believe together, when we believe together, and we are intent on this together, it shall be done. Now let me ask you this. Does Jesus heal? He heals, right? It says, it says in um, Exodus 15, 23, I think it is, I'm the Lord God that heals you, okay? So Manuel, it's good to see you, brother. 
but he's not the one that puts sickness on you. He's the one that heals you. So God does not put sickness on you. Everybody, we agree? Okay, so he's the Lord God that heals us. So he declares in Isaiah 53, verse four, by his stripes, Jesus' stripes, we are what? Healed. So we are what? We're healed. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? We, we are healed. You believe, are we in agreement, Jake? He's healed. We're healed, right? We are healed. So you agree with me, Mario? Amen. So we're healed. By the word of the Lord, we are healed. And so because we agree on that today, we can claim that today because it's part of the word of God. We can claim today, I am healed. Amen? Everybody say, I am healed. I am healed. You are healed in the name of Jesus. That's what his word declares. And when we agree on that, when we're in harmony of that, amen, because it's within the will of God, see, when I pray for sick people, I don't pray, God, if it's your will, heal them. Why? Because it is his will. So I don't ask, have to ask for what his will is. I know. And so I can come into agreement with you. You can come into agreement with me. And when we come together as a body of Christ and we're in agreement and we're all in agreement that he heals us and that it creates an atmosphere of what? healing that we all can be healed now you you just got to learn how to receive it you just got to learn how to take it and walk in it and not cancel it out when you leave here you know what what's how do you cancel out well we'll see what happens when i leave well i'll see what my doctor has to say you know we start canceling out what we got in the in agreement in here in the church by our own words we start talking like who does pastor think he is declaring me healed i'm in agreement with the word and when we all declare that we're in agreement with the word and then junior the more word you get in you the more you find out that you have access to you find out oh my gosh it's not just He's not just my healer, he's what? He's my provider. He's gonna provide all that I have need of, amen? And we start getting into agreement. How many of you know that God is your provider? He's Jehovah Jireh, amen? He'll provide all that you have need of. So it's not that you need to work more hours, it's just that you need to just give more to Jesus. And I'm not talking about just money, but time and energy, your faithfulness to him through his word, through prayer. You know, you, you gotta connect with God, amen? As you do, he will bless you. He'll bless you overflowing and abundantly. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. It's gotta happen, amen? He's gonna bless you. The power of agreement is real. So waiting in unity as the body of Christ and believing for the things of God together in unity carries a weight of something happening. And I know that God wants to bring, I've been watching Mario Murillo, not you, brother, but uh, the other one. <laughs> And uh, he just keeps talking about a healing revival in California. And I totally believe that. And, you know, everything I'm reading, it just seems like everywhere we're going, even in the book of Philippians on Wednesday nights, it's like we've been contending for a long time for things. And, and I believe it's about to happen.
I believe that this is a year that God's going to break things loose for you, that your healing is going to come forth. I know there's been things that, that many people have struggled with for many years physically, but I believe that this is the year that it's coming forth, that it's going to just, this breakthrough is upon you in the name of Jesus. It's just going to come and it's going to, going to roll out to you. It's like the red carpet's going to come to you and you're going to find that victory and that healing and you're not going to have to worry about it anymore. You're not going to have to think about it anymore because God says, I'm coming to heal you. I'm coming to deliver you. I'm coming to provide for you today in the name of Jesus. I know that God is getting, he's rolling out that carpet to you and you've just got to be ready and anticipate and, and just contend for it and keep believing and not give up. Stay in your word, stay in your prayer, stay in your worship and allow God to grow in you more and more. Know what you have in the power of the word. <coughs> I've been meetings in meetings where, you know, uh, nobody prayed for people and people got healed. Just people worshiped the Lord, people prayed in the spirit and people were healed. They were just healed. But when you come in, in into a meeting and you say, well, I'll try it probably won't get it. I'll try it. You know, but some people come to the meeting to receive. They come ready to get it. They come believing. You know, I know that when we go international, I, and maybe it's just because we're Americans, but they, they believe that if, if you touch them, they're going to be healed. I, I've, I did a TV show in, in Peru one time, and I preached online, and, and then they they asked me to come back to do a live taping, a live show. I said, okay. And they said, we want you to preach on healing and pray for the sick. Every single person got healed. Nobody left there with what they came in. It was just so awesome because they were all healed. I mean, and there were some miraculous things because he had them testify and I was, I was even amazed. I'm like, Wow. You know, and uh, but just the people that got there, and that's that's how we need to come believing. We need to come believing. Hey, when we get into the church, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen for somebody today. Amen. I believe something's happening right now in somebody right now that God is adjusting your body right now to His Word right now. Who can receive that right now? I can receive that right. Oh, hallelujah, Father! I pray right now. Let it just flow. Yeah, let, let our bodies come into alignment to what we've already declared. You're the Lord God that heals us. Let it just flow, Lord. We receive it, God. We're not here to try, God. We're here to receive what you have. Hallelujah. Let it flow, God. Let it flow. Your healing, even online, God. Let it flow online, God. Let it flow out there into the internet, God. Let healing just flow through YouTube right now, God. Let healing just flow through Facebook right now, God. Let people declare, I'm healed. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Father. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now, as you know you got healed, let me know. Tell me, write it down on an offering envelope. Give it to me, I don't care. But while you're in agreement, number three, pray hard. Everybody say, pray hard. Pray hard. That's what they did. Men and women, men and women, men, <laughs> men in that other race, <laughs> men and women praying intensely. Everybody say, intensely. 
How many of you know how to pray intensely? And I learned that as a young person, pray intensely, man. Pray hard, pray loud. I think that's why God made me loud, you know. I mean, I can pray and pray and pray and pray loud, and that's not a bragging, that's just what God did to me. Somebody laid hands on me one day for a spirit of prayer, and ever since then, man, it's been so intense in my life. James 5, 16, it says, it says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. He prayed again, and the heavy heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Confess our sins sometimes, huh? We need to do that. You don't got to confess them to me. Confess them to him. Confess them to him. Tell him. Because sometimes our sins is what's holding us back from from getting what God has for us. Sometimes that's the block that we have. That's the block. Our sins is the block from us hearing, and our sins is the block from us even praying. And our sins is the block from him hearing. So sometimes you gotta confess your sins, but confession of sins and fervent prayer works together, amen? And when we're in agreement, something powerful happens. It will happen, amen? The anointing flows, the bondage of sickness is what? It's broken. And that's what we've got to believe, amen? That's the word of God. When the mouth of God is open, the Bible, Jesus, Jesus, because in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God. In John 1, 1 in John 1, 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us as the only begotten of the Father. Jesus is the So when the mouth of God is open, the Bible, Jesus, and we're looking at the whole counsel of God, we walk in it, miracles will flow. They will flow. So what's God telling us for this year? Number one, be busy with him by following his instructions. Follow his instructions. Listen to him. You know, there's over 200 commandments in the New Testament alone that we could follow. There's over 600 commandments in the Old Testament. Now, we know we're not bound by the law, but how many of you know that being obedient to Jesus is the right way to do things? He says, if you love me, obey my commands. John chapter 14, verse 15. So, and then be in unity with God and each other. Be in unity with each other. Don't allow divisions. Oh, I was, I was not going to receive the offering until now because the Bible says if you have aught with somebody, leave your offering, go fix it, and then come back and give. You see, he doesn't want us to have aught with anybody. He wants, and he requires that we fix that. Whether you have to forgive them in your heart or whatever, but you should not be walking around with the divisions unless they don't want to fix it. I mean, I have a daughter that doesn't want to talk to me again. I'm like, okay. I can't, I, I think she blocked me. <laughs> you say, you laugh. Well, what am I going to do? <laughs> just laugh about it. It's like insane. So you just, you just go. But I have no odd. 
there's nothing on my part that I'm upset. I told her when, when she got mad at us, I said, you know, we, I have nothing in my heart against you. I have nothing wrong. And she says, well, that's good for you. I said, yes, it is. It's good for me. I don't want to have anything against anybody. You know, people say anything about it, I don't care. I just want to love Jesus, amen? I want to love you. I want to love my wife, love my kids, my grandkids. I want to love the family of God like no other, amen? I don't want anything to get in the way. I don't want anything to hinder me. I just want to love God and love people. And that, that's what it's all about. Let's get that right. Let's be in unity when we come together. And then pray and confess your sins, man. Do not hold on to junk this year. Let go of it, amen? Let it go, let it go, let it go. Because you know what? It's going to pop up. So let it go. Just confess it to the Lord. As we were worshiping, I, I didn't go all into it, but I just feel like there's things that have happened that you've been set up by things in life that, are, that actually have that hold on you today that's held you back from what God has for you. And God wants you to just go back and to look and confess it to God. Now you say, it, it, it may be something that somebody did to you, but the confession comes from holding on to it. Father, I release it to you today. I release it, I just give it all to you. And then let it be done. You know, because there is, is not no, there, there's nobody in here today that hasn't been affected by what somebody's done to them. And whether you let it go or not, that's up to you. And then number four, because if we pray and confess, number four, we'll be healed. We'll be healed of those things of our past. We'll be healed physically, spiritually, in our mind, our will, and our emotions, in our soul, we'll be healed. But it's just, let's follow God's instructions this year. Let's be in unity with God and with each other. Let's pray and confess our sins. Let's pray hard. And let's be healed. Let's be healed, amen? Let's be healed in the name of Jesus. Let's plan for victory this year. Let's plan for victory in the name of Jesus this year. And I believe that today we just need to spend some time in prayer right now. Whether it be confessing or just crying out to God for whatever your need is. But let's just get in a position of humility, whether it be on your knees or whatever right now. And let's just come before the Lord and ask him to, to bring us into these four things today, this year. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you today and I ask for me and for this congregation, God, that, Lord, that you'd help us to be obedient to you, God, that, Lord, that we would follow your instructions, 
your word, Father God, that you have left for us to study, to understand, God. And I thank you, Father God, that there's nothing hidden in your word, but your word is yes and amen. Your word is true to us. And I pray, Father God, that as you open your mouth to each one of us, God, that, Lord, we'd be obedient to us, to it, Father. And, Lord, that you strengthen each one of us to be in unity with you and with each other, Father God, that you break all divisions off of the, the body of Christ today in the name of Jesus. Break all divisions, God, in Jesus' name. There'd be no divisiveness in us, God. But Lord, that your hand would be upon us, that you'd bring us together, that we'd love one another as we love you, God. That, Lord, we know that we're not a believer if we say we love God and we hate people. God, we're truly the love of God is not in us. So I pray that you help us, God, to walk in your love, that we would abound in your love towards each other and towards you. And Father God, that we would pray, we'd pray earnestly this year, God, that Lord, that we'd not any sin, let any sins cause any hindrance in our walk with you, God. Lord, we not let any sin get in the way of what you want to do in us, God. But Lord, we confess our faults. Lord, today, we confess our faults to you today, God. Just take a moment and confess. You know, you know your life. You know what you need to let go of. Let go of it today in the name of Jesus. That the enemy would not have a hold on you any longer in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray that, Lord, as we do this, that your healing just flow in this place, God, yeah. Mm. Lord, that you'd heal people's memories right now, God. You'd heal their memories, Father. In the name of Jesus, let it flow today, God. Heal memories today in Jesus' name. And Father God, heal physical bodies right now. Heal, heal, heal. Heal the McNaughts. Heal Jerry. Heal the Nunez's, God. Heal your people, the Tanners, God. Heal them in the name of Jesus. Let it flow from your throne, God. Your healing over our bodies. Hallelujah. And for those that have been contending for healing for years, God, let it flow today. Take that pain. Take that blood. Let there be a cleansing in the blood today, God. Diabetes, high blood pressure, be done away with in the name of Jesus. Right now, Lord, let kidneys be healed in Jesus' name. Kidneys be healed in Jesus' name. Let it flow, God. Let it flow, Father. Let it rain down, God, on your people. Lord, we want victory in our lives this year like never before. And I pray, Lord, that we would not be silent about what you're doing. Lord, we would not stand here gazing, waiting for you to come again, but we'd be active in sharing you with other people. Let it burn in our hearts, God, who you are, that we can tell somebody about Jesus. Let us be renewed in you, Lord. Let us be strengthened in you, Father. And we thank you for that now. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Praise God. We good? Amen. <laughs>